Em Rossiano and Michael Lucas. Hard-bodied, sweaty, hairy Italian men. This is Emsolation. My body did less great things, but it still did the job. <laughs> He's a refined diva. I'm like a dumpster fire, batshit crazy diva, and he's a refined diva. Easily the trashiest thing Em has ever, and this is really saying something. You're in Emsolation. Stephanie was also an unpaid advisor to Melania. I think I could probably claim that status in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? How are you, my darling? How you going? You're good. You're here. You've managed to find some space and time to listen to today's episode of Emsolation. That is probably an achievement in itself. So congratulations and well done. And you fiercely protect this time. You put your hand up and you say, guys, I'm busy. I'm having some time with Em and Michael, but now just with me. I'm good. I'm actually really good. I'm in my give week of my cycle, for those of you playing along at home. Of course, I'm referring to wonderful Lucy Peach, the period queen. So I'm feeling good. But not only that, I'm proud to say I've been stringing quite a bit of exercise together. I get up every morning. I put my sweat straight on. Do you know what I was doing before that? I'd put my exercise gear on and then I'd wear it for the day in the hopes that at some point I'll be able to fit something in. And I very rarely did. So what I do is now I roll out of bed, I put on my sweats, and then I've been doing HIIT workouts through an app on my phone, High Intensity Interval Training. If you just type H-I-I-T into the app store, there's a million apps you can do. And I just do it. It's 23 minutes. I do a full body shred. I do it every morning. Elio wanders around me, don't have to like, you know, because sometimes the idea of exercise is like, oh, if I'm going to go to the gym or got to make sure I've shaved under my armpits, I've got to make sure, you know, I've got exercise gear on that isn't see-through, you can't see my crack when I do a squat, you know, i got to wear deodorant, <laughs> got to brush my hair, nah, not if you're doing it at home, don't even have to like wear shoes, I don't, I do it in bare feet. So I just do it straight away and it's 23 minutes done. I'm mixing in some walks and runs every now and then, but I'm doing that every single day. And then I have a strong coffee and my God, I feel like I can take on the world. I mean, things will probably change when I'm in take week next week, but I cannot recommend just doing it, just rolling out of bed, just do it straight away. And then you can have a shower and put on a cute outfit for the day and not wear exercise gear and the hope exercise might accidentally happen to you, which is what I was doing. I was like, if I wear my leggings all day, you never know. I might just catch, I might just accidentally do some exercise. I very rarely did. So now I deliberately do it. And then I can put on my clothes for the day, knowing that I've already done my stuff. Anyway, that's how I work. Hey, I want to thank you very much for being such a supportive community uh, around my influencing. There's a few photos that have gone up recently uh, for a few different campaigns I'm doing. And a lot of you have liked them. It really helps if you save the post, if you like the post and you comment. We need my algorithms to be just bursting, just pumping. So um, it's it's been great. You guys are so supportive. And I can always tell the emsolators when you write comments. Oh, I'm going to go buy this right now. I love it. Thank you. And to the companies working with me, it's so great because they genuinely let me do whatever the hell I want, as you can tell by the little ads I make. It's been such a great creative outlet being able to make ridiculous little one-minute ads. And the money's great. The money has helped, you know, keep everything ticking over during Corona because I can't tour. Speaking of tour, God, just take a breath. Can you tell I've had a coffee and some exercise? I have been talking about my tour and what we want it to look like next year and we've decided to push it back a bit to later in the year because I think I might want to do a couple small regional winery shows. (gasps) What? Don't you think that would work for us? Don't you think that's on brand for us? I think, I mean, I obviously still do big theatre shows, but I just thought to get to the regionals, wouldn't it be cool to do regional wineries? Oh, we're looking into it. I just thought that would be such a fun thing to do. So we need the weather to be good and 
I wasn't ready to tour in May. So I want to spend a good amount of time on the show and think about the things I want to talk about. And, you know, it will have then been two years. You'll all be ready and raring for a night out. I'm so excited to start writing the show. So um, look out for that. But I just feel like wineries and the Emraciano crowd is hand in hand. And even if you're a non-drinker, remember the amazing food, the degustation, the cheeses, the, the picnics you can pack. You know, I love that you'll be able to eat while you watch. That's always my main concern. How am I going to eat while I watch a show? Non-drinkers, I got you. Don't even worry. All right, that's enough for me. Michael's coming in. Um, he came to my house on the weekend and stayed over and um, watched the Dolly Parton Christmas in the Square Christmas special. And it was special. We also watched Shawn Mendes. So we're going to obviously talk at length about that. There's a lot of camp Christmas talk coming your way. Thank you for being here, you gorgeous humans. And, um, you know, let's just play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Well, we're going to get straight into it. A homeless angel with lessons for the town Scrooge. <laughs> Simply holding a handwritten sign that says change. And there's a metaphor there. <laughs> Christmas in the Square, Dolly Parton's Christmas movie, was viewed by Michael and I on Saturday night. And, I mean, what you want in an opening scene is a is a, is a very glamorous-looking homeless woman glittering with sparkle with the Kirikira filter on her. You with immaculate makeup. <laughs> Christmas is a time for sharing. Any change? Christmas is a time for curing. Any change? This is the first time we've seen a homeless person here. Well, you better get used to it because you got a whole town of them now. I'm obsessed with actually the makeup that they gave Dolly to play mm. homeless. Mm. I, I think weirdly she came out looking hotter and younger as the homeless woman. I feel like she was a homeless woman in the 1800s. I, yeah, I, she was a I bit of a lame is homeless woman. Yes, it was lame is. Oh my god, you nailed it. It's lame is. She was dressed like an extra from lame is. Who and I wouldn't just... want to see Dolly play Eponine in lame is? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Christine Baranski was in it playing the Scrooge um, The Scrooge of Fullerville basically She was there to sell the town off I'm not sure what leg of government she was in I'm not, I'm not quite sure <laughs> how one person can sell an entire town And evict every single person who has a little small business in the town square Especially coming off Corona Especially Heartless I'm not sure about it either All I know is that a lot of North American entertainment Is set in a world where people or families can own entire towns Are you referring to Shit's Creek? Yeah Yeah. I mean it's core to the premise of that whole show And I'm always like, I don't understand it But oh well, just keep watching (laughs) Happy (laughs) you got to accept it Uh, I want to talk first about obviously the fashion We've already touched on Les Mis Dolly then ups the game she turns out she's like the head of all angels and she trains other angels in waiting, basically. I would relate it to a bit of a – it's a bit of a situation not dissimilar to Beauty and the Beast where the beggar woman is appears at the start but then really underneath is the enchantress and that's pretty much the Dolly situation. She appears yeah, to be a beggar. Right. She's there to teach a lesson but really she's an angel. So true. And, and look, let's just say they liberally borrowed from High School Musical, Mary Poppins. What other musicals did we feel were heavily influenced – uh, well, this- it's it's a what's the it's a wonderful life. It, it's wonderful that, life. That's not a musical, but they definitely ripped yeah. off that storyline a fair bit. 
A lot of high school musical uh, dance breaks in there. That was something I noticed. Uh, One of the cast members of High School Musical was there. But I have to say she did up her game to a number of white, fantastical, feather-trimmed, like it's stunning outfits. And I have to say Steve Summers, who's her longtime creative director, 30 years he's been pumping out those dolly looks, just one guy. Really? He deserves some sort of presidential medal of honour. What do you think Steve Summers looks like? I want you to describe what you envisage Dolly Parton's creative director of 30 years to look like and then I'm going to send you a photo. Uh, Well, I'm obviously imagining a very, very well-preserved gay man. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm imagining quite a little nimble sort of a fellow. Um, Mm -hmm. Sprite-like, like an elf, like a camp elf is what I'm imagining. Okay, I've sent him to you. He more looks like one of the Siegfried and Royd. Oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> As far as it's coming, I'm in, I'm in the middle of nowhere, remember. He looks like one of the Siegfried and Royd guys. He's incredible. He's, he has got the strong jawline, the blonde coiffed hair, standing behind Dolly in the photo I've just sent you. And he's just, everyone. Oh, when you, yes. Yes. <laughs> he's tanned. Yeah. His teeth are capped. Gorgeous. Of course they are. Yeah. I mean, the amazing Gorgeous. thing about it is like here he has to make Angel Dolly. And what I admire about it is she is angelic, but she is somehow even trashier than normal. And to, <laughs> and to transition her to Angel whilst not only preserving but maximising the sense of trash is really mm. its next mm. level. Mm. And I think the funnest part was Dolly's ability to impregnate people with her nails, I think. This was a... <laughs> Fascinating part of the storyline. <laughs> it's a good way. I mean, I encourage you to employ it in the newsreader. Yeah. Just t- tie up storylines with a little flip of the fingertips. Look, there was a complicated infertility storyline, IVF storyline that was yeah. woven this way through. And then at a certain point, Dolly just wiggled her gloved fingers. Her Oh, yeah, she had her flesh gloves on, guys. Don't worry about it. Yep. Yeah, yep. but they were bedazzled this time. Yes, and yes. Um, little sparkly things went into the womb of this lady. But to my knowledge, and look, it was all coming at me pretty thick and fast, but there, nothing happened for the rest of the story was we were just sort of meant to there was no confirmation that dolly had impregnated her oh, with her magical I think she, we're confirming it right now here on emsolation that's what happened <laughs> oh come on the twinkle swinkles went into the no they the did but you wouldn't be, like i thought in a show that cheesy there would be the oh, bit where the pregnancy the test payoff. came in and that would lead to the final dance number yeah but there's weird complicated religious connotations there of immaculate conception <laughs> right <laughs> there so was we'll a just lot throw of it in and not talk about it and that'll be yeah. fine yeah well, that is the that is pretty much the founding center point of religion. Um, yeah, like there was a lot of religion in this. Like, let's be clear: you have to, if you have any issue with faith, which I don't. I think faith is a beautiful thing. I'm not particularly religious myself, but I'm always drawn to people who have strong faith. I love it. I love the idea of just it would take away so much anxiety if I really believe someone had my back. I don't, but I wish I did. Me too. So I'm down with the religion. We wouldn't have the Like a Prayer album without it. God. And I grew up Italian Catholic around them. I, I would see it everywhere. But, um, yes, there's a lot of religion here, but I just feel like confirming the Immaculate Conception via Dolly's bedazzled gloved fingertips would have been just a little step too far for that movie. Okay, all right, all right. So it was just a little moment thrown in. Yeah, yeah, just for us to know. And she, what else did she bedazzle with her fingertips? She tied up a few tough things with the little, little bewitched kind of sminkle. I mean, I'm down for 
for a bit of a touch by an angel reboot starring Dolly <gasps> if, if she wanted to extend oh it. My I mean, at this point, God. Dolly really, look, it's, I'm going to say, you know, applause for trying to make her look like a homeless woman, but she can really only exist in a, in a world as some sort of deity or some sort of glowing thing. Uh, she floated around on a cloud a fair bit, often indoors. Oh. Um, and that's the kind of that's the kind of lane that she needs to be in now. She she can't really play a normal human anymore, and nor do we want her to. So yeah, touched by an angel reboot, Dolly Mate, Parton. You've just well remember there was three Monica Tess and Andrew, the angels sent to Earth to help everyone having a tough time. What about so Highway she, to Heaven? Could it be like that? Well, possibly Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, <laughs> starring Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, Medicine Woman. I like it. No, touched by an angel onto something there, but we need to team her up with two other people. So she needs like a sassy. Okay, so Dolly's going to play, I guess, Monica, and then Andrew would be played by someone like, uh, I want to say Pierce Brosnan. You've really watched Touch by There is no cheap American television show that you haven't binged at least a season of. It's amazing. I love Touch by an Angel. Wow. Oh, my God. And I didn't realise it was super um, religious until I kind of got older. Oh, my God. Dr. Queen Medicine Woman, Touch by an Angel. I used to live for those. Highway to Heaven, was that what it was called? Yeah. But that one, he was like an undercover angel, wasn't he? Wasn't he like roaming around like a hitchhiker, but really he was an angel? We really went through a phase with angels, didn't we? We really did. Yeah, they've they've drifted away, but I'm, I'm happy if anyone's going to bring it back. Listen to this. A probationary angel, Jonathan Smith, dispatched back to earth, joins forces with ex-policeman Mark Gordon to assist individuals in distress. It's basically touched by an angel just with one kind of down on his luck angel. Yeah. Ah! How did Highway to Heaven end? Oh, God. Okay, lung cancer. That's terrible. All right. Well, that's brought it down. That's brought it right down. Um, (laughs) I think we should say, like, a bit of a viewer's guide to this movie. We we should be, you know. It's it's, terrible. It's it's terrible. But I want to say to you all, it's comfortably in the territory of so bad it's good. It's not falling in that. Mm-mm. that mid-range if it's just mediocre and a bit boring. Like, it really is really, really bad. And on every level. Like, oh God. it's so cheap. Opening credits. Let's describe the opening credits. Come oh, on. The font. <laughs> the font. The schmeary Vaseline drawings in the background. Yeah, this weird sort of like they put a filter, a really old filter on all of these pictures and then they added this sort of terrible font. And then from there we go into the least convincing set I've ever seen in my life. Like it (laughs) it was so, so profoundly artificial. Like if you told me, I don't know, they found they they just sort of built a facade in a food court and they were shooting there, that's what it felt like. The story was nonsensical. I mean, I suppose the best element were the songs and even then it wasn't Dolly on a good day. Like she was she was not churning out. There's no nine to five or Jolene in this batch, I can tell you that much. But it's so committed. Uh, oh, the only other thing I would say is mm. obviously you 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 want to watch it intoxicated. As we oh, did, God, yeah. We but were, if you yes. can't, or if if even that's not enough, I reckon you could safely just watch the first five minutes and then watch the last five minutes, and that you could just skip the entire middle if you if you wanted. You're going to get the maximum bits of camp and joy out of those things, just to know. Yeah, the, the group dance numbers in the square—they were my favourites. My husband couldn't physically sit through it; he had to leave us. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I, and the amazing thing was, he, I, I loved how generous he was trying to be about the situation. Like he was sort of saying, "Oh no, it's just it's just for me, you know. It's just that it's a bit sentimental." And we kept looking, going, "No, it's this is terrible. It's absolutely terrible." So don't feel like you have to explain why you're in no. pain at this moment. No. Because if you don't have the gay genes that we have, you've oh, got gosh. no hope. And it even pushed our gay genes. 
Let's be real. Oh like, yeah, there's it, a solid it, it 45 chance. minutes in the middle. I couldn't tell you much about. No, what we're happened. on our phones. Yeah. <laughs> And my husband, like, he always, he's like, you're on your phone, you're not even watching. I'm like, mate, this is the sign of the perfect television. Exactly. I can have my phone in front of my hands and I'm taking in the storyline. Why do you think reality TV is the biggest genre in the world? Because, <laughs> because you can look yes. at your phone. You can be on Instagram and just check out what Melissa's wearing yes. on MasterChef. It's perfect. The fact that Netflix doesn't have that category, shows to watch while scrolling, is a travesty and they should definitely rectify that because I would watch the fuck out of that category. It's all I'd watch. Well, Dolly's still And they never it. check if you're still there. They never check, ever. Like they don't go, are you still watching? Of course I am. God, <laughs> shut up. Um, now, speaking of Christmas specials, before we move on, uh, we're very excited to say Mariah Carey's special is dropping on Friday. It was the night before Christmas and 2020 had been rough. So Santa decided the season couldn't be married without the one and only Mariah Carey. This Christmas, we could all use a little match. Ariana Grande, Dan Levy, Jennifer Hudson. It really is quite the cavalcade. Billy Eichner, Snoop Dogg, uh, Moroccan and Munro, her twins. Amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> and it, 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 I mean, just watch the trailer. It's campus tits. Oh. She's really yeah. upped the camp as hard as it can possibly go. Yeah. Can't wait. And she's performing a new version of her 2010 hit, How He Hits Generous, Oh Santa, alongside <laughs> Ariana and Jayhard. Oh, my God. How exciting. Is this going to sound mean if I say these days when Mariah sings most of her old songs, they have to be a new version, don't they? Because some of those high notes, they're not happening now. She still sounds pretty amazing though. And she looks amazing. She does look amazing. I've seen some videos. I've been watching her do her Thanksgiving um, because as we all know, once December 1 clicks over, she is all systems go for all I want for Christmas is you royalties to come ticking in. Oh, and every year they do. Oh, mate. Every year. I love it. I love that that's what keeps her alive. It's so good. So that's exciting. But I'm also, it is astonishing to me how hard people have gone into Christmas. You've done all your Christmas shopping. It's all. Not all. Oh, well, you've done a fair bit of it. And you've certainly done your Christmas decorating. Yeah, I just felt I wanted something normal. I wanted something to happen that I do every year that's not being infected by corona, so to speak. So. I couldn't wait to bust out the Christmas decorations. And then I saw an article where a psychologist was saying it's actually a really healthy thing for you to do. It's, and it's it's a way of kind of marking something traditional and something that, you know, isn't revolving around being in lockdown or, or coronavirus. So I encourage everyone to do it. Even if you don't normally do it, pick a theme. It doesn't have to be as elaborate as Jason Momoa in a sparkly leotard. And just pick your colours. Just pick your colours. I hate traditional Christmas colours. I hate green and red together. I find it offensive. Yeah, you've really defied that. I hate it. And I also hate tinsel, but then I figured out a way to make tinsel scrunchies for the tree because I find when I wrap tinsel around a tree, you don't get bang for your buck. It looks messy. It's not symmetrical. The back of the tree, no one sees it. So I cut all my tinsel up and made tinsel scrunchies and then adorned the ends of my tree with tinsel scrunchies in a way that everything was symmetrical, everything matched colour. 
coloured just how I wanted it. And the tree looked full and lush, not just like hanging on with some trim on the edge. So I really That's a little bit of a this. decorating tip. My mother also has decorated the entire house. Very different scheme. She's What's Joe's theme? Is she bush? Total oh, bush yeah. Christmas? It's a bush yeah. Christmas. Of course it is. We're going Love for it. some, like it's a, yeah. there's a bit of a rusty red and a bit of a gold theme. Like you, she nice. doesn't go the yeah. traditional green no. and red. Hers is the heterosexual version of my theme. That's exactly right. Although when we were, when I was younger, Mum and I both got into Christmas. I mean, you, as you hear this story, you're just going to hear how many warning signs could there possibly be that I, would, I was gay. We both used to love decorating the tree and playing all the Christmas carols. But as I got into my teen years, we got a bit sick of the Christmas carols for some reason. Like it felt like Christmas was coming around too fast. So then we went through a phase where instead of playing the carols, we would pick a different musical to celebrate at Christmas time. So instead of Christmas, we had Les Miserablemus. <laughs> It's true, Evitimus. <laughs> and so, I know, I know. That is a normal straight teenage Mother, boy son. I know. What other teenage do? boys weren't there singing? Of course. Do you hear the people sing with their mother as they decorated the Christmas tree? <laughs> This is why we're friends. So good. <laughs> but this year we're going hard on the Christmas carols. Back in. Yeah. Yeah, good. I'm glad. And you guys come to my parents' house Christmas Eve. We, we do the singing. We then watch Christmas carols, which, well, controversially. <gasps> Riveting controversy. Well, especially if you're in Melbourne. Maybe not so much for everywhere else. Oh, but- no, Christmas. Carols by Candlelight rates really well nationally. And yeah. I... All Melburnians love it because I'm sorry, and there's a lot of Sydney listeners here, persistently, every year it is better than the Sydney one. There's no question. Every year, every year. Sydney, carols in the domain. I'm sorry, I've lived in Sydney. I love that city. You... The, your Carol's Shit. concert is never as good as Carol's by Candlelight. Never. Not you once. You are throwing some smack, Michael <laughs> Lucas. What? Well, I don't know. Who's the person that's going to stand up and defend Carol's in the domain and say that it's better? <laughs> Show me that person. <laughs> wow. Carol's in the domain v Carol's by Candlelight. The winner has already been decided this year. Well, you might want to reserve judgment because one Rhonda Birchmore has been omitted from the lineup, she's obviously been told she's not making the starting twelve. Yeah, and she she did not hold back. Often, when you miss out on a gig, you might best text your best friend, as you know, Michael, and be like, "I'm shattered. They don't want me. Oh my god, what am I going to do? I'm so sad." Mm. And you just keep it in house. What I respect about Rhonda is she just was fucking bitter and. Really didn't care who knew about it. She took it to Instagram. <laughs> and she took it to the press. She did an interview with the Herald Sun. Did you, oh, I didn't see the interview. Yeah, so her joking? Instagram post was she took a screen grab of the oh, Herald just Sun Listen article. to this. Rhonda dumped in outrageous Carol snub. That's not editorialising at all. There's a lot about this story that I find really riveting, and we did discuss whether this story was too niche. And obviously in our world, because we're all <laughs> so many gay people on our social media, Rhonda not being at Carol's was yeah. big news. It was it was basically Trump's locks to the election. Like it was that <laughs> level. But I, I, I'm fascinated by who is the person in charge of Carol's. Like who's John who, Foreman. But is but is he in charge of the lineup? I think so. <gasps> but also, it does fascinate me because one always is aware that the same performers become part of the Carols family. And so obviously the queen of carols is Marina Pryor. We all accept that. And she comes out normally for a bit of an early song and then she comes out for a crescendo song later. And where there's a lot of attention paid to her look, 
in many facets of it. And the other person that seems to be a Carol's regular is Dennis Walter. He's there. He's, I can't remember a time when he hasn't performed at Carol's. Can you? No, no. no. So how does one get to that st- status? And Sylvie Palladino as well. And I would say. Well, that's her one gig, big, like she does. I mean, she does a lot of corporates, obviously. Sylvie. Um, yeah, Sylvie. Because, yeah, but, for but, me, honestly, I know she was in Miss Saigon back in the day, but I don't know of any part of her life outside of Carol's. For me, she is someone that just exists at the My Music Poll to sing <laughs> swelling Carol's songs. And I have to say, our friend Lucy Jurak, I think she could call herself Carol's family now. She's I, Carol's family. She is definitely Carol's family. 100%. She's, yeah. Rob Mills is Carol's family. Oh, 100%. He's there. I reckon yeah. Christy Whelan Brown, sort of. She's, she's at least, oh. she's a cousin at least, if she's not. She is. No, she is. She is. The new generation is coming through, and that's why I feel like maybe Rhonda's been moved on. Kalea, as well, I would say, is pretty oh, much Carol's yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, but Rhonda, but see, I actually, I thought that she was sort of a, uh, every few years she, pop in sort of a person. I, but I didn't realise that she considered herself to be a perennial. Family. Yeah, no, I didn't either. But, I mean, we do – it's our favourite night of the year. We're usually a bit tipsy. Um, and, yeah, we just critique outfits and so, facial surgery, basically. That is what happens. <laughs> it's a really relaxing way to go. To go. And it's so <laughs> reliable. I mean, mm. the fact that they do not mess with the format at all, Mm-mm. never Mm-mm. have, never Mm-mm. will. I mean, I'm so excited. I literally haven't seen Marina Pryor since last year. And no, she's no. looking younger and younger every year. Do you know That's what I'm right. saying? Yeah. I, will, I have a weird, as Em knows, I have a weird obsession with Em performing at this Carol's concert somehow. I'm not doing it. I know. You never do. You never. I mean, you've got your own family thing that night. And also you do draw joy from sitting on the couch with a glass of yeah. rosé watching the others. And I don't think I'm appropriate for Carol's probs. I, like, you know. yes, I did really disagree because everyone likes the moment in Carol's where someone comes out and does a Judy Garland thing and you can Judy Garland oh, yeah. like nobody's business. I do. I am longing for the moment everyone gets to see me do a Judy Garland tribute and I will. I just want to read the post from Rhonda to close this out. I'm very disappointed that despite celebrating 40 years in the industry this year, not possible, Ruda, you're 29. <laughs> I've been overlooked to perform at Carol's by Candlelight underscore at Oz once again. I've been part of the Carol's family for decades and after such an unsettling year, I look forward to bringing joy to families around Australia. Oh, well. <laughs> and, then, and then she posts straight after, a picture of her in front of a huge Christmas tree in a stunning frock, which probably what would have been what she wore to Carol's. So honoured to have asked to officially open at Crown Melbourne Christmas Spectacular <gasps> and do a special performance for the families of the frontline workers from the Royal Melbourne Hospital who have worked so tirelessly throughout the year. So, <laughs> and tagged at Channel 9 <gasps> just to let them know what they're missing. <laughs> I love you, Rhonda Birchmore. I love you so so much. In last episode, we we gave a bit of critique for how to how to handle you know a breakup, and albeit this is this, I mean it's equivalent to a breakup, and we just I just want to applaud Rhonda for everything she did, and I just want to correct the record. She she has provided entertainment this year to, to all the gays <laughs> and people like us that mm. are loving her social media. Yeah, totally. Now it is a television field episode before you go we do need to also discuss something else we watched which i watched its entirety and you only watched about 15 minutes of it mm. it's the sean mendez documentary 
That's right. Um, that His version of in bed with Madonna. But to put it mildly, yeah. there is no bit where he performs fellatio on a water bottle. No, no. He is a very earnest, hardworking, professional young man. I'll say that. Some may wonder, where's the charisma? Doesn't matter. He, he, he weirdly reminds me in some ways of myself at 26, albeit obviously I have to subtract, like obviously I showed no musical talent. M can attest to this, none whatsoever. <laughs> but there is something about his sort of desperation to break through and to sort of, it sort of feels like he just wants to be but what people want him to be. There's one scene that you didn't get to which was really pivotal for me and it kind of answered all the questions I had around him and he's talking about how he's 25 and he only has 10 more years left to achieve what he wants. What? Because he, yeah, that's what he said. He said, in the next 10 years, they're the most important of my career. I have to get to all my goals. I've only got 10 years. The, tox- the clock's ticking. These next 10 years are when everything I do is going full speed. It's like an athlete in their prime. I have to keep going. And that now I understand because he just seems terrified all the time. He has terrible anxiety and he's very serious and he's always practicing scales because he's constantly scared his voice is going to go. And I was just watching like he doesn't seem to be enjoying himself very much. I also saw him live. I went to the Shawn Mendes concert with Odie and I was very impressed with his musicality. He loves his fans. He's totally devoted to that whole kind of fan pop star exchange. But behind the scenes, he just seems like, I imagine if Tom Cruise were to become a pop star, that's how he would attack it. Yeah, you know how Tom focused. does all these own stunts and he's yes. like, you know, super We all know a Tom Cruise running scene and Shawn Mendes is basically like that in Thank concert, you. giving well him everything. <laughs> Neck tendons Shawn, flaring. Yes. Shawn Mendes is... Music, performance and career is a Tom Cruise running scene from Mission Impossible. Mm. You've nailed it. You've nailed it. But I just, look, I tell you what, in the first, within the first five minutes we get him in the shower so they know what the kids want. They know what the teenagers. Not just the kids. <laughs> no, I oh know. We thoroughly, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not that attracted to him, I've got to say. No, I was. I, well, I thought he was a very handsome young man and now I just feel sorry for him. I don't know that this documentary... For those of you who are watching that don't like, you know, get moist at the thought of him, if you're just watching it as an observer like we kind of were, I think I think people are going to walk away going, geez, he's going to burn out if he doesn't fucking have a rest. He's going to burn out, Michael. And Camilla Cabello was there. She was. Um, and I don't know. He seems too focused to be in a relationship, I must say. It, it was a really fascinating uh, <laughs> rockumentary because normally – the great thing about those ones, like for me, yeah. the standard bearers are obviously, I mean, Truth or Dare or In Bed With Madonna is, is oh, that, mate. I mean, that's the classic. The, that's yeah, the all time classic. classic. And then I would say Katy Perry has another, a great one as well. <gasps> oh, yes. But what is 
great about both of those ones is that you see, I mean, they have obviously massive ups and downs off stage, mm. but you see this sort of playfulness and you see that the kind of rebelliousness and cheekiness and everything that they project yeah. isn't just a persona on stage. It kind of carries over into the way they deal with people. And, you know, I mean, Madonna was so outrageous and so funny and so catty. And so she would have these acid one-liners mm. and also then such a diva as well. All those classic yeah. bits about do something else, do my, eyebrows do my all of that stuff yeah. that gays can still quote all these years afterwards yeah. but Sean Mendes off screen he he did seem anxious mm. and like it, if if the point of these things is to give you a sense of what their natural personality is off stage and it was really hard oh, to connect I just want to put a warm cardigan on him and give him a hug and make him a schnitzel and salad like that's how I felt yeah, give him a hug and say you are loved <laughs> you have done yeah. you are enough Exactly. He needs someone to just say to him, babe, you just played to 50,000 people in your hometown. Well done. Like whatever happens from now on is a bloody bonus. Now you go and smoke some joints and and do the stuff that, you know, you should have done when you were 15 but instead you were pursuing this music because he started very young filming Vines. He was a Vine star, which is now TikTok. And, like, I just want to say to him, babes, go and, like, Get nude and have lots of sex with whoever you want. The overwhelming thing you feel is that is that it feels like he's going to hit a wall. He has oh, to. A million percent. And well, it's maybe, really depressing. Maybe Rona's giving him a year off. Do you know what I mean? Like, I he reckon he'd be the type year. that would be like maniacally writing songs though oh, and recording. Panicking. He'd be panicking. He'd be doing push-ups every day. He'd be like, oh, my God, yes. Oh, yeah, he'd be panicking. Oh, God, I wonder if him and Camilla are still together. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Also, we don't endorse Drake playing Barack Obama before we go. So it's about it. Not happening. Drake seems to be able to do anything he wants. Uh, I mean, that is a talented, talented brother. And uh, if the time comes and, and, and he's ready. Does uh, he have your stamp of approval? Uh, you know what? Drake has, more importantly, I think, uh, my household's stamp of approval. I suspect Malia and Sasha would be just fine with it. I'm famously a bigger fan of Drake than Em is. It's been quite a point like of controversy. Drake. I don't think it. he's a good person. I, th- I don't think I think he talks shit a lot. I don't think he was particularly nice to Rihanna. I don't know. I just don't think Drake and I would be friends. I know Barack and I would be friends. I don't think Drake and I would have a lot in common. Sorry. I don't think I'd have much in common with him either, but I still like a lot of his music. There you have it. <laughs> Having said that, as much as I like him, don't think he's right for Obama because he has this sort of like lackadaisical, lazy, droopy energy and Obama is not that at all. No, 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 he's a hummingbird and Drake's like a sloth. But I think also (laughs) I just love that Drake came out and said, yeah, that's what I would like to do when I act. I'm like, yeah, mate, I'd like to fucking play Madonna, but that's not going to happen, is it? (laughs) While we're throwing shit out there. But I love that it gets all the way to Barack Obama. I just want you to know I think you'd be pretty good casting as Madonna. I'd be amazing. Get the right filters on. You can play her at 25. How dare you? <laughs> oh, Jesus. The fact that I said you could play her at 25, I thought that's With pretty- the right filters, mate, I'll get the Marina Pride treatment. I'll be able to play her at 10. <laughs> All right. That's enough from us. Talk later. Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. All right. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. God, we really, I know I say this every time, but we really went some places. What I want to say to you is make sure you're following us on the Instagram page at Emsolation Podcast. My 19-year-old daughter runs the page. She's doing a mighty fine job. I think you'll agree. She's building it up. We're nearly at 11,000 followers. Good for her. Good for you. Make sure you're following. If you follow me on Instagram, it's all different content. You're not going to get double up, I promise. Marcella runs it all. She's very good. 
And also, if you'd like to become a patron of the podcast, that would be amazing. There's just, you know, it's a little extra level of commitment to us to keep the doors open and the lights on. Uh, Your money goes to paying Michael. It goes to paying Ben Wosley, my beautiful friend who writes the incredible intros. Um, You know, we put it towards the merch, put it towards everything. So if you want to become a patron of the Emsolation podcast, just go to my website, emraciano.com forward slash listen. You can either do five or ten bucks a month. Honestly, price of a cup of coffee. Chuck it our way. Everything helps. Have a wonderful day. A wonderful day. Put those Christmas decorations up if you want to. You know, just if you want to embrace it, embrace it. If you don't want to, fine. I mean, but come on, it's Christmas. I'll talk to you later in the week. Have a great day. Bye. A Podcast One production.